0: And boy, there's been a flow with Spirit today. Yeah. Hallelujah. I want to let you know and tell you that when, on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was poured out, and He's been pouring His Spirit out since then. He's never stopped. So a lot of times, like, oh, pour it out, Lord, pour it out, Lord, but well, the Lord's already pouring it out. We just have to jump in, okay? We have to jump in. We have to know that He's available all the time. We can jump in, and He can just take us away, wash us up, cleanse us, fill us up, and do every, heal us up, whatever it is needed. We can jump in that river any time. Okay? So I just want to encourage you that He's available all the time. Not just when we're in here singing and praising God, and boy, I love it, I love it, I love it. But I want to encourage you that you could be riding your car, and you can jump in. You can be at work and just... Think about the Lord and see yourself jumping in that river, hallelujah, and letting Him take you away. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you are. He is ready to take you away. <laughs> what is that cow, Cal- what that commercial, the cowgong uh, commercial says, take me away, you know. They're in the bubble bath, you know. And, but you know what? The Holy Spirit's ready all the time. So you can find rest. You can find peace. You can find um, joy, you know. If, um, if things are failing, your heart's failing, you can just jump in and he'll just pick you right back up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, welcome again. So uh, today I'm going to be teaching about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and how important it is. Besides salvation, it is the most important thing that we need to know and participate in, as uh, our brother said. So let's pray. Father, we just come to you in the name of Jesus, and we just thank you so much for shedding that blood, that precious blood for us, so that we could be saved. We could be brought out of this kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of your dear son. And Lord, you didn't even stop there. You decided you would make us sons and daughters. And Jesus, you went up to heaven, you're seated at the right hand of the Father, and then you sent the Holy Spirit. You said, this is the promise, hallelujah, the promise that I promised to you, that I would send to you, and that promise came. And Lord, you blessed us with your spirit to live in us forever. And we just thank you for that. I pray, Holy Spirit, you are a teacher, that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart that is ready to receive. I pray all of these truths, O Lord, would come in and would set us free from any lies or doubt and that we would be ready to jump in Jump into this baptism of the Holy Spirit that you provided for. It's free to all his children, and how wondrous it is. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So um, we're going to start reading in Acts in uh, chapter 1, 4, and 5. And it says, And being assembled together with them, he commanded, say, commanded, them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, for truly John baptized with water, Whoa. okay, we'll do it this way. He said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now, okay? So we need the power of the Holy Spirit living in us, inspiring us, and anointing the words we speak and the works we do for the kingdom of God and for our King Jesus. This, only is, this is only possible when, when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. So I've got, I kind of wrote this in question and answer form, okay? How is the baptism of the Holy Spirit going to help me live the Christian life? Like, oh, you know, a lot of times a lot of the teaching is about, oh, when you get to heaven. When we get to heaven. But I tell you what, we can experience heaven here now on earth. Why? Because we can have the spirit in us, right? So being a Christian isn't hard for us to do on our own. And the answer is it's impossible. (laughs) We can't do this on our own. It's impossible to do it on our own. If you're trying to do it on your own and you're failing and you're, like, you're beating yourself up, it's because you're not supposed to do it on your own. You're supposed to have the Holy Spirit in you helping you to live this Christian life, okay? God never intended us to try to live godly lives without his power and support. The Holy Spirit is one who empowers us to live the Christian life. We can't do it without him, okay? So John fourteen sixteen says, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. And I went ahead and put the Amplified right there on your, pa- on your paper, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, a comforter, an advocate, an intercessor, a counselor, a strengthener, and a standby to be with you FOREVER. When, ONCE YOU RECEIVE THE HOLY SPIRIT, he's not, HE'S NOT LEAVING. WHEN THE HOLY SPIRIT COMES, HE MOVES IN AND HE BRINGS EVERYTHING THAT IS HIS IN WITH HIM. IT'S ALL RIGHT THERE INSIDE YOU WHEN YOU re- RECEIVE THE baptism of THE HOLY SPIRIT. BUT YOU KNOW, HE COMES IN AND THEN HE IS READY TO HELP IN ANY AND EVERYTHING THAT YOU CAN POSSIBLY RUN INTO. It doesn't matter how small or how big it is. He is ready to jump in and help. Do you need wisdom? Well, he has brought wisdom with him. Do you need strength to go through the day? Well, he is ready to give you strength in anything and everything that you come up against. He is ready to stand with you. You know when you you know when I was a um, I was little in elementary school. We loved playing kickball, right? And so they would choose the the two captains, and then they would choose this person and that person. Of course, you wanted the biggest and the one that can do the best. Well, let me tell you, the Holy Spirit is right there, and you can choose him to be on your team every time. It doesn't matter who you're playing against or what you're coming against. Guess what? If he's for you, you already got the win in the bag. (laughs) The other team might as well just hang their head low and walk on out because they are already lost. Why? Because that's who you have on your side, that Holy Spirit. He's ready to help, okay? So number two, did Jesus Jesus operate on earth as God or a man, okay? Everybody's like, but he was God. He was God. He did that because he was God. But I'm here to tell you that is not the truth. Okay? He was God, but he didn't operate as God on the earth. Jesus did not perform his miracles and demonstrate his profound wisdom on earth as God, but a man is your fill-in. He purposely emptied himself of his glory as God and operated as any born again Christian would here on the earth. He depended on the Holy Spirit the same Holy Spirit that he has poured out on us to do the miracles and have the wisdom which he taught. He had to empty himself of his glory, so that he could be tempted in every way as a man. Otherwise, he would not have been qualified to be our substitute. Right? He had to be just like you and me. Right? So when the devil came and tested him, he couldn't, he couldn't cheat. He, he was a man. In every way, okay? So Philippians 2, 5 through 8 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, didn't consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in the periods as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of God. Of the cross Wow God Almighty loved us so much that he decided that he would become a man to save us it was the only way he could save us he could have started over and just killed all men but he loved us too much to do that so can you imagine if you were God sitting on the throne and go you know what the only way I can save them is I become a man just like them that he would be willing to do that? Would we be willing to do that? (laughs) My gosh, he loved us, you know? But he came as a man. And as a man, in every way, he was tempted, just like we. He had to deal with all the same stuff that you deal with, deal with every day. And yet, he didn't sin. All right? So he was a man. He emptied himself. So number three, was Jesus baptized in the Spirit? Kind of a novel idea. What? What do you mean? He, was, he didn't have the Holy Spirit? So it says, Jesus was born the Son of God without sin, so he did not need to be born again, but he, he did need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit to start his ministry. So um, to explain this, Jesus was born God. He was born without sin. All right? For us to be like Jesus... We had to be born again, all right? And so now we stand because of what he did without sin, all right? Jesus was born the Son of God. We have been reborn as sons and daughters of God. So here we are, right, just like Jesus in every way, all right? But as Jesus, well, let's read Matthew 13, 16. then i'll go on when he had been baptized jesus came immediately from the water and behold the heavens were open to him and he saw the spirit of god descending like a dove and alighting upon him and then mark 1 and 10 says and immediately coming up from the water he saw the heavens parting and the spirit descending upon him like a dove jesus was baptized in the holy spirit what that is amazing he had to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So let's go to number four. We're kind of building, right? So when when was the start of Jesus' ministry? Jesus did not do any miracles or start his ministry until he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. He lived as a man for 30 years without the supernatural. Now, he had open relationship with God because sin was out of the the way. He was born God, born without sin. So he had that relationship. So if you talk to him, he would always say, my father, my father, which really irritated all the religious people. (laughs) They didn't like that at all. But you know what? When When you talk, you can say the same thing. And he says, my father, my Abba, my daddy, who loves me, who is for me always, you can talk the same way. So what makes us think we can live this Christian life and fulfill, as you're filling, God's plan for us without being baptized in the Holy Spirit? If Jesus needed to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, how much more we? We need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit so that we can fulfill God's plan and purpose and also live this Christian life the way we should, Okay. Number five says, when was the first miracle that Jesus performed? It says, how many miracles did Jesus do before he was baptized in the Spirit? The answer is zero. Now, there are stories going out there, you know, thinking oh when he was a child and they i saw this one book where a a bird ran into a tree and fell down dead and and jesus as a child picks him up and and then you know speaks to it and then he lets it go and that that's beautiful and all but it's not true the bible says explicitly the first miracle he did was after he was baptized in the holy spirit so uh, let's look at john 2 and 11. and being a beginning these this beginning of signs did Jesus in kingdom of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. The beginning, this was the beginning of the signs and miracles that he had in his ministry. And it did not happen until after he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. So Jesus turning water into wine was his first miracle, as you're filling Okay, I'm going to keep keep building here. Why did Jesus tell his disciples not to do anything until they receive the Holy Spirit? So after Jesus' resurrection and just before he went to heaven, the last command to his disciples was to wait for the promise, as you're filling, with a capital P, which is the Holy Spirit. The last whole week, that's all that Jesus talked about. To his disciples, I'm going away, but the Holy Spirit, the one I've been promised, the one, who he's coming. And he just talked about him just over and over and over again, preparing them to, to, to believe that he was coming. Jesus did not want his disciples to do the work of the ministry without the empowering, is your fill-in, empowering of the Holy Spirit. Acts 1, 4 and 5 And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Now, this occurred after he he, um, rose again from the dead. So even then, he was preparing them for the Holy Spirit coming. Okay? It was important. He says, don't go anywhere. He's coming. He's coming. So um, let's read uh, Acts 1 and 8, which says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Why did this power come? So that they can go out and be a witness of Jesus to the whole world. That's right. yeah? And without that, they, they would have probably fell right on their face. Because they needed, as Jesus needed to fill his ministry, they needed the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It says, God intends for you to live the Christian life, not by your own human will or strength, but in the power and leading of the Holy Spirit. We need to be more aware that the Holy Spirit's here to help us in everything. Well, we get frustrated sometimes in life, but it's usually because we've forgotten that we're not alone. The Holy Spirit is right here with us to take hold of whatever task is in front of us. We need to know and understand that He's always there and He's always ready, always ready to lend a hand in anything. It's beautiful. What a wonderful gift Jesus has given to us. So number seven, what changed in the disciples after they were baptized in the Holy Spirit? All right, the disciples after the death of Jesus and even after His resurrection were scared and hid themselves away. They were scared. They saw what, what the, the, um, the authorities did to Jesus, and they didn't want that to happen to them. So you know what? They were hidden in a, a, a locked room, so much so that they wouldn't go out themselves. They asked the women to go out for them. <laughs> they did not want to go out to the streets. But, oh my gosh, let's read... Uh, so, John uh, 20, 19 says, In the same day and evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. They were locked away, they were hidden, hiding themselves because they were scared. <laughs> so, uh, after they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, they went to the streets. Instead of hiding, they ran out to the streets. Let's read Acts 2 and 6. And when this this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because they heard everyone of them speaking in his own language. They went out and started proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. They were out there speaking in tongues and they didn't care who saw them or who was listening. They were out there with boldness and without this, the church would not have been successful. They really needed this. So in, um, Peter, for example, denied Jesus to a servant girl, is your fill-in. But after being baptized in the Spirit, he stood up to the governing body and said, Who should we obey, God or man? Who should we listen to, y'all? Y'all? Should we listen to you, or should we listen to God? I think we should listen to God. They were bold. They were so bold. But you know where that boldness came from? It came from them being baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's right. right? Peter couldn't even stand in front of a servant girl and, and, and say, you know, you know, I'm with Jesus, you know. And then now, it didn't matter who tried to challenge him, he was going to stand strong and not deny his, his Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Let's read Acts 5, 27 through 29. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, Did we not strictly command you not to teach in this name? And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. The Holy Spirit will get a hold of you and make it to where you value his opinion, God's opinion, Jesus' opinion, the Holy Spirit's opinion, more so than the opinion of man. Right. So a lot of times, you know, if someone, I get a little bit of resistance to when I'm trying to talk to someone about Jesus. A lot, of, a lot of times I start kind of pulling back, but I need to look to the Holy Spirit to give me boldness yeah. and to All speak right. in love yeah. because they need a Savior and they need to hear the truth. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, you can be bold that that way, just like they did. You know, it didn't matter that they were already, they were, you know, be, they were going about to be beaten. Well, we're going to beat you up and tell you not to do it. <laughs> and guess what? They still did it. You know, that's what the power, the anointing, the baptism of the Holy Spirit will do for you. Uh, number eight. When were the eleven apostles born again? Okay, because there's a difference between being born again and then being born again, and then filled with the Holy Spirit. The the apostles were held up in a locked room when Jesus appeared to them after His resurrection. They believed on Him when He said, Receive the Holy Spirit. And that is when they were born again. Let's look at John 20 and 22. And when He had said this, He breathed on them, and He said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. There's a difference between when the Holy Spirit comes and causes you to be born again than when he comes and baptizes you, okay? Um, Later, after Jesus was received into heaven, is when they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And this happened in Acts. We're going to look at Acts 2 and 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were saved, and then they were filled or baptized with the Holy Spirit. Okay? Salvation comes first. You can't get baptized in the Holy Spirit and then get saved. you got to get saved, born again, and then you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay? So number nine says, when were the apostles and believers, which was 120 in the upper room, filled with the Holy Spirit? On the day of Pentecost, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And then since we already read Acts, we'll move on from there. That was the day that got the whole... Jesus poured out the Holy Spirit, all right? He chose that day, so that's why we're called Pentecostals, because we believe in the day of Pentecost, that when he poured out the Holy Spirit, as most of us have received the Holy Spirit. So number 10 says, What is the difference between being born again and filled or baptized with the Holy Spirit? Being born again is when you believe on Jesus and receive him as your personal Lord, our God and Savior, and receive a new spirit being birthed by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit has to come and give you new birth. That's when you're born again. And when that happens, this is um, 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 explains, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. When you're born into this world, you're born with a sin, sinful spirit. You're already born in sin. And the only way to get rid of that is for that spirit to to die, okay? And when you receive Jesus, that spirit literally dies, but then the Holy Spirit comes and and rebirths in you a new spirit, a spirit in the likeness of Jesus Christ himself. So when now God looks at you, he no longer looks at you as a sinner, all right? but he looks at you just like he would look at Jesus. Completely saved, completely free from sin, a son or a daughter of God, hallelujah. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is a separate, is your fill in, experience from salvation. When you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, this is when you receive power Power, as you fill in, to be a witness and receive all the supernatural tools needed to live this Christ-like life, we have been commanded to live. This is a remarkable difference between being born again and baptized in the Holy Spirit. It is like a well, as you fill in, of living water compared to rivers of living water. Praise God, you know, when you're born again, you have received life. But it's almost like there's a well, you know, there. And you're, you're bringing up life, you know. Without water, I believe it's, what, three days and you'll die, right? So spiritually, that's what it is. That is the well that we can draw from, salvation. But when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, it goes from just a well to rivers. That's a big difference, right? Now you've got rivers that you can draw from. Or you can jump into, <laughs> you know, and just drink all you want. You can, get, you can jump in and, and just like you go in the swimming pool and you get all pruney, you can stay in there as long as you want and get all pruney because he is available to you all the time. It is such a difference between being saved and being born again. <clears throat> um, uh, John 4 and 14 says... But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give them will never thirst. But the water I shall give them will become a fountain of water, springing up into everlasting life. And then that's when we get saved. But when we get baptized, he who believes in me, as the scriptures, he uh, said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. What a difference. Okay? So one of the things I tell you that happened in my life that I absolutely loved after I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, my life radically changed when I got saved. I was born again. I changed forever, you know. I had found the missing thing that I was looking for. I knew there was something missing, and when I received Jesus, you know, I'm like, that's what's been missing, missing," and my life changed. I used to read the Bible, you know, because I was like, oh, you need to read the Bible, and I'd read the Bible, and I would get a little bit out of it, and I know I was blessed for it, but let me tell you, after I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, there's a lot of things that happened that are amazing after being baptized. But the one thing that I loved the most was that his word became even more alive. It was living, and it was truly powerful. I would read it, and it would leap from the page. I didn't experience that until after I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And it's beautiful. And probably of everything that I received being baptized in the Holy Spirit, that was the most beautiful thing to me or the most precious thing to me. It's because I, was, I wanted to know the word of God. I wanted to understand what he was trying to tell me. And then here that word became living because I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, you know? So there, I mean, anything that when you're saved and you're experiencing in the Lord and how beautiful it is, it is multiplied a gazillion times more when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, okay? So uh, let's go to 11. How important was it to the apostles that new believers be baptized in the Holy Spirit? So what did they do? Pete they got people saved, and what was next? It was extremely important to the apostles that new believers be filled with the Holy Spirit. We see this in the following scriptures. Let's look at Acts 2, 38 through 39. Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let everyone you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Um, 39 says for the promises for you and to your children and to all who are far off as many as the lord our god will call and praise god we're part of that all those who are far off (laughs) we were included thank you jesus Um, acts 8 5 through 6 says then philip went down to the city of samaria and preached christ to them and the multitudes with one accord he did the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Okay, uh, 12. There we go. But when they believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and in uh, the name of Jesus, both men and women were baptized. They were saved. They were saved. So... Um, See, Acts 19, 1 through 7 says, And it happened while Paulus was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples. He said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? This was important. So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. That's some of our Baptist brothers are that way. <laughs> and he said to them, Into what were you baptized? So they said, Into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with um, with tongues and prophesied. So in Acts um, 8, when Philip went out, After they were saved, the apostles heard that they had received Christ. But they had not received the Holy Spirit. So they sent out Peter and John. They sent out the most important people they had, the apostles they had, to make sure that they would be able to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And they went, they laid hands on them, and they too were baptized in the Holy Spirit. It was important to the early church that we're saved, but also we're baptized in the Holy Spirit. So we're meant to live this life supernaturally, is your fill-in. And that won't happen unless we're baptized in the Holy Spirit. It says you must be ba- ba- baptized with the Holy Spirit for the gifts to work in your life. All right? Let's all uh, look at John uh, 14 and 12 first. Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also and greater works than these he will do because I go to my father. Now, can you believe do, believe that we can do greater things than even Jesus when he was on the earth? Well, I mean, he said it, but you know why we were able to do this? Cause he was talking to them about the, the baptism of the Holy spirit, the promise coming. And that is why we're able to do it because of the baptism of the Holy spirit. Um, also, The gifts come by being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Let's read uh, 1 Corinthians 12 and 4. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And then 11. But one in the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individual as he wills. Now, a lot of us want to um, go out there and we want the gifts of the Holy Spirit to be at work in us. But that only comes when we are baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, a lot of people will say, well, I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, and I have the gift of miracles, or I have the gifts of healings, right? But really, you have all the gifts, because you have the gift giver in you. And I, I'm here to tell you, if you would just by faith believe that whatever you... If you come before someone and they have a need, it doesn't matter what the need is, the Holy Spirit's ready to meet that need. And if you're willing, he'll use any of the gifts... To come to you, to to be used through you. So that's what happens when you baptize on the Spirit. All of a sudden, these gifts are, are made available to you. You just have to believe. So the last one here says, how do I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? So you have to ask the Heavenly Father, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Believe that you receive when you pray as the disciples on the day of Pentecost were baptized and began to speak in tongues by faith, start speaking in tongues as the Spirit gives you the words. So let's look at Luke 11, 9 through 13. And I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened unto you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him, knock, who knocks, it will be opened to them. If a son asks for bread from a father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give not give him? Or will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you, then being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Okay, He's trying to say this is a good thing, and if you ask for the Holy Spirit, you're not going to receive anything but the Holy Spirit. He wants you to have this wonderful and glorious gift. Let's look at Acts, well, Acts 2 and 4 one more time. And it says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. A lot of people, when they're prayed to be, receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they think the Holy Spirit's going to take over their tongue. But he doesn't do that. What he does, he gives you the words and then you have to speak them. Okay. It doesn't. It, he doesn't take over and just start speaking through you. So he gives you the words to speak. So I will, I'm going to tell you when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. So I, I had been saved for a little over a year, but I met a man that really had, you know, was walking like the book of Acts. This man was coming in almost every Sunday and giving testimonies on how God had done something miraculous. One of which, he came, comes in and he goes yeah, I was at work, and uh, this guy comes in, and he looks so sad and, and, and down, and he goes, he's like, what's going on? He goes, it's pouring outside, all right, and it's supposed to rain all day long. He goes, I'm a contractor, and I'm under contract. If I do not finish my job today, they are going to fine me $15,000. I cannot finish unless the rain stops, all right, and he goes, I talk to them, and they won't you know, won't give me mercy. They won't show me mercy in this. They intend to charge me this $15,000. He goes, I don't have $15,000. I've spent everything I had just to try to finish this project. He was so desperate. So the guy's name was Phil. He's sitting behind the desk, so he gets up. He walks to the door, opens the door. He points at the sky and says, in the name of Jesus, rain stop." And then he comes back in and he sits down, and the guy's looking at him like, Who in the world (laughs) is this guy? You know? So he finishes the order, and the guy opens the door, and then all of a sudden the clouds part and the sun hits him in the face. (laughs) And then he turns around and he goes, Who are you? (laughs) Yeah, who are you? Now, he didn't do that in his own power. He did that because he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And he knew he had that power given to him. He had that authority that in the name of Jesus, he could even rebuke the rain, you know? The same, that guy calls him two weeks later and says, my wife has cancer. Would you be willing to come and pray for her? So he goes, he says, of course I'll come. And he went and he told her about, you know, by the stripes of Jesus, you know, She was healed that jesus paid for her healing and a good baptist the way they were taught no no that's spiritual healing everything he would share with her no 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 that that's not physical healing that's spiritual healing he goes okay well can i just pray for you she said yeah sure go ahead and pray for me so he lays hands on her and prays for her so he goes he leaves and the next week she had her surgery so the guy calls phil all excited he goes you won't believe what happened he goes, they cut her open and the cancer rolled out because it had died. <laughs> well, you know what? That got me at my attention. Uh, you know, my, um, the Baptist preacher said all these things passed away. But here was a man that was declaring that in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, these things were happening today. Well, you know what? I was convinced and I'm like, I want that too. So I started talking to him and he goes, this comes when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. This is made available to you when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you know? And so you can do this too. It's not like he was special. He goes, I'm just the son of God, just like you are, right? It's only because I've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and I know what he has done in my life. I know who I am. I know the name now that I bear and I can go out and I can do these wonderful acts that just like Jesus did because he said we would but a lot of times we read that and we're like oh that sounds great but do we really believe it (laughs) but it's true if jesus said it that settles it right and that's how it should be in our hearts that it settles us we should all be coming in with amazing glorious powerful testimonies until then we've got some we've got some work to do We've got to, get, we got to get to studying. We've got to get people around us to, who are, these are things that are happening to encourage us so that we could step out into these, the, the miraculous life that God has cho- wants us to have. Yeah. But it starts with being born again and being filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. All right? So I started asking, seeking, and knocking. You know, it talks about asking, seeking, and knocking. So I was like, I want that. So I started studying the word and reading the word. And any, I was picking up books and reading about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I kept getting prayed for and getting prayed for and getting prayed for. And, you know, I was so close. So I went um, down. I, w- I had moved up here from New Orleans, by the way, because that's where I was raised, raised in. And the church I got saved in, the Baptist Church, was down there. So I went back to visit. And the minute I'm like, we're going to go to this meeting at the Superdome. Um, And uh, the the people we're going to go see is, they're called the Happy Hunters, right? And I never heard of them. Um, They're like, well, we keep hearing about all these miracles and everything. We're just kind of curious, you know, so we thought we'd go. You want to go? I'm like, sure. I think it was a a divine appointment (laughs) for me. So we go, and here's the Superdome. There must have been 30,000, 40,000 people there. Absolutely Amazing right and they had praise and worship and i had never seen praise and worship like this before they were just like what we had here today people jumping and running and waving flags and you know they had these pull out um stadium seating and stuff like that and these people were jumping up and down and and the whole thing i mean i'm sitting down and the whole thing's doing this (laughs) because they were moving so much you know and i'm like but i could feel the presence of god so strong so beautifully you know? And um, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is God. This is God. So then they're like, all right, all right. So the happy hunters come in. It was a couple and everything, and they just go all over the nation, and they preach Jesus the healer you know, and that they, they had all these people come up that had, um, had been sick or injured or whatever, and that God healed them. And they would bring doctors up and they would look at the the uh, negatives of how these bones and stuff and this metal and all these things like that. And then after they got healed, they'd have these, these other ones. And the doctor would explain, this is what, what I saw and this is what God has done. And so finally, it was time for to pray for people to be healed. So they said, "I we want only those who are in crutches or in wheelchairs or need assistance to come up. So all these people come up, and there must have been 300 people in this, this group of people down there. And there, the people down there praying for them, and all of a sudden I see uh, uh, wheelchairs. They're running behind them and then throwing them down and then kicking them and then running with all their might, you know. Crutches just... Out of the crowd, the, they're being thrown out there and the people running. So here's this big group of people. And then that's all you see is, shoo, 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 you know, and I'm like, oh, the power and the presence of God was so strong. Now, my Baptist br- brothers over there, they were all sitting like this, like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was ready to jump in. And then they asked anybody wanted to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So this could happen in your life this could be part of your life you can do this too if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit who wants to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and I raised my hand and they're like you come down and my Baptist brothers are going oh, don't, don't, don't. and I'm <laughs> "Forget you guys I'm going down I went down and then they prayed for me and I got baptized in the Holy Spirit being able to you know speaking in tongues feeling the power and the presence of God so strong you know and then they're like, all right, everybody be, be quiet. And he goes, now I want, we're going we're gonna to play, but I want you guys to sing in the Holy Spirit. And so we actually, I was like, can I really do that? And so I'm like, well, okay, well, I'll give it a try. And there we are. We started singing in, in, in tongues to the Lord. And it was absolutely, it was almost like a whirlwind just moving through us as we were, we were just singing and praising God, you know, all in tongues. It was a beautiful thing. My life changed forever, you know, like I said, my, the biggest thing I absolutely love is His Word became alive to me. Uh, his presence was way stronger. Me being aware of His presence was way stronger. You know, um, When I went to church, His presence was so much more than what it was that I experienced before too. So what I want everyone to do is if you have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit and you want to, um, if we can have the, uh, the prayer ministers come up. Um, we're going to pray for you to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, as the apostles laid hands on, as Peter and John and, and Paul laid hands on them to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that is what we're going to do. We're going to agree with you that you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And what will happen is that then you will will start to speak in tongues. Now, remember, he is going to give you the words to speak. He is not going to take over your tongue. So the words that he gives you, just speak them out, and they may sound like gibberish to you, right? The Bible says it doesn't make sense to our mind, but it, it flows by the Spirit from our hearts, all right? Now, also, those who have been baptized in the Holy Spirit but feel like it's kind of this died down, We want to pray for you too. We want to pray that you be refilled and that 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 gift of tongues would just reignite in your life. Because oh my gosh, what a wondrous, glorious gift it is that he gives us this this praying in tongues, okay? Uh, It does so much for us. So, So if we have the prayer ministers here, okay. All right. And if you have any other needs, it doesn't matter. If you want to be healed, you can be healed today.